Cassie Boats. I am an intuitive business coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs who want to learn nervous system and strategy for six figures and beyond. I'm a boy mom to two boys. I curse like a sailor. I'm a headstrong Aries and projector in human design. And I've built two successful online businesses in the past seven years, helping women just like you. I am so excited you're here. So let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to this podcast episode. I hope you had amazing holidays. I took obviously lots of time off the past couple weeks, but I am back with a podcast episode and I'm ready to kick off 2024 with you. Yay. So this podcast is going to be really fun because I'm going to share with you exactly what I would do if I wanted to create my next or my first 100K in the year 2024. Now, obviously this isn't going to be, well, it is going to be super helpful. It is going to outline exactly what I would do, but I also want to give it to you into like a succinct method because obviously this could be like hours long, but it is simple. And I think it's really going to help you whether your goal is hundred K in 2024, or maybe your goal is 60 K or maybe your goals, um, 30 K, like whatever, get specific on what that outcome is. And there's so much I could say about goal setting and just, gosh, oh my gosh, I can't even go into that because because it's just, there's so much, there's so much I could go into about setting income goals that are both expansive and excite you, but also realistic, right? I can't tell you the number of times, and this isn't like putting shame on anybody because I've done it when I was a new entrepreneur, but I can't tell you how many times I get on calls with people and they're like, you know, I ask them, what's your income goal for the year? And they tell me something like, I want to be making 150K this year, or I want to make 100K this year, or I want to make 80K this year. And I'll say, awesome, like, let's let's do the math. And I'll kind of break down the math of their offers. And when I do the math, meaning I look at how much their offer costs and how many people they need in that offer to create 80K or 100K or 150K, it's usually very, very different than what they're creating and also way bigger than they expected. So we always want to get really grounded in reality. If you're like, okay, you know, Cassie, I want to make 120K this year. I would really want to look at the numbers and make sure the math is mathing. So if you sell an offer at 3K, I want you to sit down and really look at, okay, if my offer is 3K, how many people do I need in this offer to create 100K? So I guess that is kind of one of the first things I would do, but that that kind of went on a side tangent. The very first thing I would do going into 2024 and am doing is I would look at my self-concept. Who do I need to be to create this result? I know I talk about this in all my episodes because it's everything. I can tell whether somebody's going to hit a goal or not based on their self-concept. And it's really easy to identify somebody's self-concept because it plays out in the words they use, the beliefs they hold, the way that they see themselves, the way they talk about themselves in their work. I can just tell when somebody really holds the self-concept of I am a six-figure earner and when somebody holds the self-concept of I am not a six figure earner or whatever, again, whatever your goal is. So the first thing I would look at is who do I need to be to create this outfit or outcome? Not what do I need to do? That's not step one. That's where most people go is they immediately go into action, but we want the who as in who am I being to inform the what and the how. Okay. So if you buy your self-concept, obviously I have a ton of podcast episodes about self-concept, so I don't want to go too deep into the topic, but your self-concept is the same as your subconscious identity. It's the way you see yourself and it creates all of your results. You can't create results greater than your own subconscious identity. So for example, if at a subconscious identity level, you see yourself as 
someone who's always had a nine to five. You don't see yourself as an entrepreneur. You don't see yourself as a CEO of a business. You don't see yourself as successful. You don't see yourself as somebody people would want to hire, right? Then you can't really create results beyond that. You'll try, but it'll never actually happen or be able to be sustained. And then you'll get really frustrated. This causes a lot of people to hustle or just burn out. Because they're like, I'm doing all of the things, but I'm not creating the results. Well, it's not because you're doing anything wrong necessarily. It's just the being doing the doing. We've got to shift into a different self-concept. So the very first thing I would look at is who do I need to be to create this outcome this year? And we can go deep into that and how to shift your subconscious identity, how to choose a self-concept that's going to create the results that you want but we always want to start there because otherwise you're just going to be taking a ton of action, but you're going to be doing it from the wrong identity. And so then you're not going to create the results you want to create. And it's going to be very frustrating. Second thing I would do is the thing I kind of talked about at the first is I would get really, really clear on the math. I think it's really easy to go into a new year and just be like, all right, fingers crossed. Let's hope this works. And I think you know, a lot of manifestation teachers, a lot of manifestation coaches or people who teach like law of attraction. Trust me, I, I am into it. I love all of that stuff. I used to teach some of that stuff. I still do sometimes. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But as I've shared many times on my social media, probably here on the podcast, manifestation and business are not the same thing. Business isn't manifestation. Business isn't law of attraction. And I don't care how positively you think for the next year. It doesn't guarantee results. It just leads you feeling really frustrated because if you think that business equals manifestation or manifestation is business, you'll think that if I just think the perfect thoughts and have the perfect feelings, then I'll be able to create the result I want. So then you get to work trying to be perfect, trying to feel the right way, quote unquote, trying to feel and think all the right thoughts and all the right feelings And that's exhausting. And also it won't really create the result that you want because business isn't manifestation. Now that doesn't mean you can't bring manifestation into your business and have fun with it. But I think there needs to be a grounded place somewhere in your business where you also really are willing to look at the facts, look at the math. And I say this from experience because I avoided it for so long in my business because I had a story that I'm bad at numbers. I'm bad at math. I'm too dumb to do things like that. Like I had so many stories that were just complete BS, but because of that, I really avoided this side of my business where I I was really aware of my numbers. Like I should have been, even though I was making great money. It's like, wow, how sometimes I would have, I would have like a whole year where I made good money. So I'm not saying you can't, but there will be a point where you will hit a limit because I wasn't grounded in my numbers and I wasn't I hadn't done the math. I hadn't made sure the math even made sense. So I don't want you to go into 2024 and be like, yes, my goal is to create an 80K year, but then the math doesn't make sense. You're selling one-off $75 sessions or you're selling a 1K course. That's fine. Like if you want to sell just a $1,000 course, knock yourself out, but we need a back-end strategy, something you're going to sell behind the scenes. Because if you want to make $80,000 on a $1,000 course, that's 80 people or right. Am I doing the math right? (laughs) Like that's a lot more people than if you're like, okay, I really only need 20 people because I'm selling, let's say a $5,000 offer. 
it's just going to be very different. So I want you to be aware of your numbers and I want you to look at them and make sure they make sense. So that's the second thing I would do after I sit down with my self-concept. I would really map out what offer am I selling, what offers or offer am I selling and get clear on what do I need to do to make that happen? How much do I actually need to sell this year? I would recommend sticking with like one to two offers max. Again, doesn't have to be the case, but I usually recommend, especially for people who are making their first 100K or even just their second or third, it's really, really easy to get in the weeds and get really confused when you start adding in more offers because every single offer you add in is essentially its own business, right? It has its own client avatar, its own messaging that you'll need to create, its own um, graphics, its own marketing assets you're going to have to create. Like It's a lot more work and that's fine. That's not a problem, but we want to be aware of that. So how many offers are you going to have to create? Are you going to be hustling offers all year long just to hit your 80K goal or whatever your goal is? Or can you create an offer one, two max where it's like, oh, I just need to sell this offer and this offer, keep things really simple, and I master selling these. That's just something to look at. Now, the third thing I would do after I've created, chosen my self-concept and I've really looked at my offers and made sure the math makes sense The third thing I would do is I get really crystal clear on my client journey. My client journey is the journey that somebody takes from just being in my world, you know, kind of knowing about me, being in my orbit, being in my vortex and actually working with me as a paid client. And if you don't know your client journey, it's always going to feel like you're just like throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. I don't want you to feel that way for 2024. I want you to nail your client journey. I want you to know that when I do A plus B plus C, it equals new clients. And if you don't feel that way, you need to get really clear on what your client journey is. And a lot of people think that just posting on social media and like hoping to God somebody finds their post and hires them is their whole client journey. And I'm not saying that doesn't work. I'm just saying that's more of an anomaly than it is a common situation. Are there some people out there where that's all they do for their business? Yeah, for sure. So I'm not saying it doesn't exist. In fact, in my first business, that's exactly how I created all of my money. But the year was 2019, 2020. It was easy back then, right? It was was just a different market. The market today is more sophisticated. Buyers are more sophisticated than ever before. They're They're also more cautious than ever before. So the client journey that worked for me in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, where legitimately my client journey was post on social media and create clients. It worked, right? I did email. I did occasionally do like free um, content events. But for the most part, that was the majority of my client journey. But as the market shifts, which is normal, people change, right? The market's going to shift. Buyers today and going into 2024 are more cautious than ever. And that's not a problem. It's only a problem if you're somebody who doesn't want to put in effort and you're lazy with selling and you're lazy with your business. And you're like, I don't want to put any effort. I don't want to put any skin in the game. If you don't want to buy, you know, like your problem, right? I'm willing to put in effort. I know you are too. So it's not a problem that people are more cautious and sophisticated than ever. It just means we have to sell to them in a way that's going to be helpful for them on their client journey. Where posting and hoping people found you worked a few years ago. Now, I want you to think about, okay, if I'm posting on Instagram, how else can I bring people closer into working with me? Either at a very low ticket capacity or 
and I'm not talking about peddling tons of low ticket offers. That's not what I mean by that, but either a really low ticket capacity or a free capacity with some sort of conversion event, some sort of content event. I would really map out your client journey so that you have on paper or at least in your brain exactly how you create clients so that you're not throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks or it doesn't feel like you're spending all year in a mystery. Like, I don't know how I created these clients. I just do. And I've been there. (laughs) It's like, um, it works for a little while until one day you're like, okay, like I, yes, I've created clients, but I don't know how I did it. And I'd really like to know, well then let's figure it out. So that's the third thing I would do is I would really map out what is my client journey going to look like for 2024. So what's my self-concept? Second one is making sure the math maths and the offers make sense. More offers equal more possibility for confusion. If you're an advanced marketer, knock yourself out. But most people aren't advanced marketers. So that's why I don't recommend a ton of offers. And then the third thing that I would look at is what I just talked about. I would look at what is my client journey. Now, after I've done those three things, the fourth thing I would do in 2024, hands down, and I'm not just saying this because I'm like trying to, you know, pitch my services, but I would 100% hire a mentor or a coach to help me. Obviously I already have, but if you haven't 100%, because what I see a lot of people do, and this is the mistake I made. So I'm just sharing with you from lessons learned that have cost me a lot of money is they will either try to go it alone which I don't recommend, or they will just coach hop, which is what I did, right? I never tried to do it alone, but I I did spend a lot of time coach hopping. Like, oh, I'll learn this from her and this from her and this from her. Had all these courses, which in the long run actually cost me more money than if I were to just say, no, I'm hiring one private business coach who's going to support me. But instead I had all these courses and I was trying to piece things together. And it really slowed things down because every coach is going to tell you something different. And that's fine because everybody has their own process, but it, it leads to a lot of confusion for people because they're like, okay, I'm going to learn, you know, this from her and this from her and this from her. I'm piecing all this stuff together and I'm not really following one process. I'm not really following one coach's philosophy. I'm just doing everybody's stuff and it's very confusing. And it's just like a science experiment. When you add in too many variables, you're changing too many variables. You don't know what works. So for me, when I, when I first started investing, I just had a lot of different mentors and coaches at high ticket, mid ticket, low ticket. And I've learned and I'm now on a better place where I'm like, okay, we don't need to buy one-off courses. Those aren't super helpful for me personally. Not saying don't create them. I'm not saying don't buy them. I'm just saying if that's your main strategy for mentorship, it's going to be a lot slower than if you were to just say, no, I'm going to pick one mentor, one philosophy, one process, and I'm going to follow it through long term whether it's paid or not. So if you're not in a place to hire a coach, you could just say, okay, I'm going to take Cassie's philosophy, Cassie's mentorship. I'm going to listen to her podcast every single week. I'm going to look at her Instagram posts. I'm going to be in her content events. I'm going to be a part of her world and learn from her as if she was my mentor until I can afford to hire her as an example. I recently did this with my current business coach, literally that exact thing. Cause I was like, I'm going to save up all the cash to hire her. And until I have all the cash on hand to hire her, I'm going to treat her like she's my mentor. And this is the one coach, the one process that I'm going to follow long-term. 
Meaning in six months, I'm not just going to be like, oh, on to the next coach, coach hopping, learning from somebody else, a totally different process, a totally different philosophy, a totally different way of doing things, which then again, it just kind of jigs everything up. I'd rather just stick with one coach long-term six, 12, six, honestly, to me, long-term is like 24 months, two years, whether they're paid or not, but I'm going to stick with the same coach, the same process, the same mentorship, the same philosophies for 24 months, because that's how long it takes things to work. Like a lot of times, again, mistake I made when I first started is we, we learn a strategy from a coach. We give it 60 days and we're like, Oh, didn't work. Well, for most strategies and for most coaches, 60 days isn't enough time to collect enough data to know if it worked or not. So that's the absolute fourth thing I would do is I would get really clear on who am I going to learn from and commit myself to for my 24 month vision for long term. And I would seek out that mentor and I would hire that mentor no matter what it took because the cost of not hiring that mentor is going to cost more than hiring her. So for example, with my, I'm a, right, I have a coach, I have a mentor. And one of the things that I always remind my brain when it's like, oh my gosh, you're spending this much on mentorship on coaching. It's like, yeah, but you have to remember if I go a whole year without mentorship, what is the cost of that? That's going to literally cost me tens of thousands of dollars. If I hire this mentor and pay however much it costs, thousands of dollars or tens of thousands, whatever it is for your mentor, then yeah, at at first it's like, okay, that's a lot of money. But then again, it's not because look at what I'm getting in return. I'm going to be having the skill sets and the ability to create tens of thousand dollars for months and months and months to come. It pays for itself. And when you have that mentality, investing is just no brainer. Investing is not, I'm spending money and I'm getting nothing. It's like, I'm investing in me. I'm investing in my business. I'm investing in my long-term growth and everything I invest in always pays me back. And that's just the mentality that I've chosen with investing. When I invest in something, number one, I always make the best decisions. So I don't have to worry about, is this the right investment? Is this wrong investment? Nope. I always make the best decisions. I'm not going to go back and forth in my head about this. I always have my own back and I always make the best decisions. But number two, of course, this is going to pay me back tenfold. It's going to pay me back for five years to come, six years to come, 10 years to come. I trust that. I have faith in that. And because of that, I don't have to stress about investing in a coach. So those are the four things that I would look at. Those are the four things that I would be doing right now and am doing right in in my own way at my own level of business. So apply this to your level of business. Those are absolutely four non-negotiables for hitting whatever your income goal is in 2024. Start with those. Don't start with, okay, I created a goal. Let me just go take a bunch of action until I hit it. No, no, no. We have to start with the health self-concept. We have to make sure the math makes sense. We have to give the mentorship and guidance we need somehow, some way. And we have to understand our client journey. So we're not just like doing stuff all year and it's not creating results. And then we're confused and we don't know why we're getting discouraged and we're not making money and nobody's getting helped. That's where I would start. So I hope you loved this episode. And of course, if you want further assistance, if you want to work with a business coach who can help you do these four things to create your income goals in 2024, I would love to work with you. I have private coaching spots open and also there is space inside the Holistic Business Mastermind, my intimate group coaching program that helps you 
create either your first 100K or your next 100K online without the fluff, without the bullshit. It's all simplicity and just learning how to create clients. A plus B equals C, we create clients. Did that make sense? <laughs> I don't think that made sense. But you get my point. So for info on either of those, I'd love to set up a time to chat. Just message me details, like literally DM me on Instagram, the word details, and I'll be in touch and we'll chat and I'll get to know you and make sure it's a perfect fit. My Instagram handle is Cassie Biltz. You can also find all of this in the show notes and I will catch you on the next episode. Love you. Bye.